Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I didn't realize I had this underdeveloped ability to express anger until just recently. There are things in my in my home. I'm married and I have two children and you know, we both work. It's very stressful. And I see myself in this role of this the peacemaker and the peacekeeper because I grew up in that home that was very peaceful. But now I've also got these things that are very stressful to me. And one year, or it, I think actually it was before COVID, I just kind of, it all came crashing down where I realized, you know what, I think my life would be happier if I could just say, have stronger boundaries and say no, and just share when I don't like how I'm being treated. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls. And the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives. And that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you. What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here 
in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Well, it's been a long journey. I still look at my parents, you know, and their relationship, their marriage. I still watch them and see how they deal with their anger. And I think they've made some improvements and I'm trying to make my own improvements as well. I think I went a long time, 40 now, but I really didn't, I didn't realize I had this underdeveloped ability to express anger until just recently. There are things in my, in my home, I'm married and I have two children and, you know, we both work. It's very stressful. And I see myself in this role of this, the peace maker and the peacekeeper because I grew up in that home that was very peaceful but now I've also got these things that are very stressful to me and one year or I think actually it was before COVID I just kind of it all came crashing down where I realized you know what I think my life would be happier if I could just say have stronger boundaries and say no and just share when I don't like how I'm being treated. And it's like, I have to practice little by little. You know, even just a few weeks ago, there was something that my husband had done that I didn't like. And the normal me would just ignore it. And he might come back later and say, are you mad? And I would say, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But this time, you know, because of COVID and everything is just so stressful. And I'm feeling like, you know, I want to be healthier at home. I thought to myself, I'm going to share that I am mad. <laughs> and I just said, I'm mad. And then I, and I just said, I don't like that you said that. And that I didn't say much more. That's all I could get myself to say. And I just wanted to see what happened. It was so scary because I hate confrontation and I don't, you know. Um, And what happened was he was like, oh, you know, okay, I'm sorry. Like he he had a reaction. He was defensive at first, but then eventually he said, I'm sorry. I realized that I was wrong about that. And and it was an incredible feeling. I had never done that before wow. to assert myself and then see what happened, but only assert myself in a little way. And it's like all in this little incubator of safe home, you know, with my husband and to see that reaction. And so I think I'm going to be doing more of that kind of practicing just in the little things so that hopefully when it comes to the big, bigger things, I can have the courage to to be honest. Oh, I love that. I love, it sounds so beautiful that you just said, I'm mad, you know, it's like, a, there was no like having a loud voice or anything, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's all we need to do sometimes, isn't it? Just the release of, of that anger that we're holding inside, it can feel explosive, but if you can just say, I'm putting a boundary here and I'm saying that what you did wasn't wasn't good for me you know and I don't want I can't can't accept that I can just feel that it must be just quite a relief to know Mm -hmm. that that's a possibility 
that you can actually do that yes because the fear is the fear is if I am angry and I say something that you don't like you'll be mad at me and maybe this relationship is over yeah yeah and I I think that with my parents because every time I did express anger their way of responding was to just ignore it like oh okay you're stomping your feet up the stairs I mean they never came up and followed up about why I was mad or why were you stomping you shouldn't be doing that or slamming doors and other times too when I I remember having a little tantrum about whatever like I wanted a toy at the toy store and I couldn't get it or if I you know scraped my knee and I just felt like screaming for an hour (laughs) there was never any response and I think it was partly because you know when a when a child is like having a tantrum you don't feed the fire um you don't try to like squelch it that's or at least this is what my parents did they just they just ignored the chaos and the commotion because you're not supposed to act like that um so I think that that was the messaging that I always received was um it's not appropriate to to scream and have a tantrum or or be upset and if you do that I will not respond and and that's that and eventually the the anger dissipates Mm. or um, I might like pick up on a little bit of a passive aggressive attempt at discipline. Um, And by that, I'll say like, what was it? I think I wanted a toy. So then, you know, my mom, she didn't tell me to stop screaming in the toy store, but she, and she, she just gave in eventually she bought it, but she just kind of like tossed it at me. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm going to non-verbally tell you that what you, how you're behaving in the store is wrong and you're annoying me right now and you shouldn't get what, what, whatever you want just because you cry. So instead of doing any of those three things, it was just like, ignore, but you know, okay, fine. I'll give in. Here's your dang toy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so. interesting, isn't it? Because it's such a fine line the way that parents react to all of our emotions because if you're a kid having a tantrum and the parent then gets upset and angry with you so that's a whole bunch of stuff that you've got to deal with there but then on the other end of it where you were was that your your mum just would ignore it completely which is is just invalidating your feelings it's saying what you feel is doesn't matter it's unimportant and that's that's a really hard thing to to deal with as well because when you feel like what you feel doesn't matter then it's almost like I don't matter because when we're young we don't understand that feelings are separate from us it is us so when when it's invalidated I feel like it's almost like well I I'm unimportant and I don't, I don't have the right to assert myself. I don't have the right to have Mm. an opinion, you know, Mm -hmm. and those are the things I think that we really take on for life. Yes. Yes. And it's so funny that you, that you frame it that way, that you express it that way, because um, in the last year or so I've been interested, we were talking about this earlier. I've been interested in the Enneagram, which is a personality typing tool. And I, I, 
took that test, I read the books and I'm a type nine, which is the peacemaker. And this tends to be a person who, you know, they're very easygoing, they're very likable, empathetic, they go with the flow, they have this connection to other people and, and nature and spirituality. Um, uh, they're good mediators and healers. Um, however, the flip side is that there is this feeling like I'm not that important. And do I matter? I'm so small. You know, I'm not yeah. that high impact action oriented person. I'm just so small. Um, and there's the fear of conflict. It's one of the hallmarks of this type nine, this fear of conflict and the repression of anger. And when I think about the roots of, of that, of who I've become as an adult and like how I view anger, it's all from what I observed as a child and what was, you know, what was made an example for, for me and how I was treated back then. Um, and again, it doesn't feel like I had a bad childhood. I don't feel like I was repressed or shot down. I don't feel any of that. But it might be because I've become so comfortable with the smallness, with that feeling of, well, you know, other people can have their strong opinions, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll go with the flow. No problems here. Yeah. So I think it's got to be just practice, hasn't it? You know, you've got to, like you say, you've got to, you've got to start small and and just build up to feeling confident in and having some anger and having some boundaries and putting yourself out there. It's really just practicing, I think, doing better at that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just being aware in the first place that it's an issue. Yeah. And I've become, I've become aware as an adult, you know, there are things in my career that have been a struggle. There, there are issues in relationships I've been in all because I can't just say how I feel and I can't, you know, assert myself. So when it all comes back to bite you in the butt, then you realize, oh, I think I have to make a change. And yeah, um, yeah. And, I, and I look at my parents, again, they are making their own efforts as adults, older adults now, they're in their 70s. Even, so even in their 70s, they are both still struggling with communication with each other. And I see them improving and trying in ways that they were not willing to try earlier in their marriage but it's still a journey even when you're 72 yeah it's like wow wow yeah. <laughs> well that's it I mean if, if it's something that you if you can have those realizations earlier in your life and try to change them but some people never ever have them they they never get those realizations because how old are your kids now um, my son is six and my daughter is one, okay. about one and a half. Yeah. So how do you encourage them to show their emotions? What are you doing with them that's different? Oh, I'm so, I'm just like my parents in some ways. And then in other ways, I'm, I'm making an effort to be the opposite. And maybe we're all like that as parents, right? We kind of we almost can't help but be like our parents in certain ways. It's, it's just ingrained in us. But then also when we have that self-awareness of like what we would want different, what we would have preferred growing up, 
and you trying to do that and deliver that to your own children, um, I think is what has happened with me. So with my kids, my background is in mental health. So I, the way I speak with them, you know, I, I want to hear what they have to say. I want to, I encourage them to express their feelings, even the hardest emotions, even when they're like, just so angry. I'm thinking of my son specifically, um, who he's a tornado of emotion. He is, he, when he's happy, he is so loud and energetic. Um, when he's mad, he's so mad and he's not afraid to express it. Um, so I try to just give him the, the words and the language to identify the feeling, like just name it. What's the feeling? You feel mad, you feel frustrated. You know, does that make you feel happy? I just give him the words and I give him a lot of space to express himself. So that's been an interesting journey in a way. It's a little bit healing, you know, trying to give him the skills that I didn't have that I'm still trying to teach myself. And then at the same time, it's so interesting because I, I, I still struggle with boundaries, you know, so disciplining my kids is, is difficult for me because that's all about boundaries um, and structure. And those are just things I'm not, I was never good at. So raising children is such a journey. It is like, it's the most powerful teacher. for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.